Welcome to season two of Community is a Verb. We're very glad to be back. My name is Connor Kaysen, your co-host here at Community is a Verb. And next to me via the powers of the internet is the brilliant co-host, Mr. Well-Traveled. Good morning, Mr. Well-Traveled. How are you doing? Uh, good morning. Good morning. I am doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited for season two. And, um, you know, we're going to make some changes this season uh, with our format a little bit, uh, really wanting to answer more listener questions and bring in um, some more of our perspectives and some of the things that we're doing. And so, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to talk to you today. I'm really excited too. This is always uh, one of the highlights of my week just to get to talk with you. I always have great conversations and, and I'm excited about the conversations we've had offline and what we're planning to do with the show. And and how about before we dive into some of the topics, what what's inspired some of these changes? Like what, what kind of feedback were you getting about last season and the show that we did? And how do you feel about the first season? And uh, what do you want and what do you expect for season two? Yeah, you know, I got some positive feedback uh, from family, friends, and followers, uh, but I also got some not so positive feedback from family, friends, and followers. And uh, I think for me, it has always been important to really try to help uh, the audience. Uh, you know, having people who take the time to listen to our perspectives and listen to the show is it's really it's really meaningful. Um, but also it it's important that we are providing content that is useful, it's interesting to folks. And um, so some of the feedback I got was that we uh, had great perspectives. We were, it was a very interesting show to listen to and uh, that it was something that allowed uh, the listener to really take something away from and use in their own lives. Now, on the negative side, or I would say not so positive side, uh, there was also feedback that the show was a bit too long uh, and maybe that the topics were a bit too heavy and that the show uh, really didn't offer the listener as much value as maybe that they, they thought they were gonna get out of it, but they enjoyed it anyway. Um, so, I. You know, you and I, we talked a little bit about, you know, what changes can we make because it's really important that we continue this show and we continue to have these conversations about, you know, what community is and what it means and how we can, you know, bring our people together and work together towards creating the world that we want to see. So that is why we're going to change the format a little bit and we're going to really um, make it more about the community and about what we are trying to deal with on an interpersonal level. And I'm excited to have those conversations because I think there's a lot there that we need to discuss. I, I completely agree. And I think that's uh, really important that you stated, we want to get, we want to build a community, right? That you and I each independently have our own communities online but the show is called Community is a Verb. So I think a foundation of this should be about us building a, com a certain community together and how do we get them involved? So there's one side of having in guests, but I really like what we're doing today. We, we have an email from a, a letter to us that we are gonna respond to and then uh, working with a ask me anything that I did on my Instagram account. And how do we give the right feedback 
to y'all, everyone out there listening. We want to hear from you. And so please, we encourage you to reach out to us. If you want to email us at hello at communityisaverb.com. We'd love to hear from you and answer your questions here on the show and get you a little bit more involved instead of us just constantly talking about what's going on in the world. And so I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about the show that we're doing. Uh, I wanted to, you sent me a description and I think it's a great place to start. I'm not sure if you have it in front of you, if you want me to read it or you want to read it, but I think this is kind of the, the thesis of what we're going for, for season two. Did you want to read it or should I go? No, I can read it. I have it. All right. So here's a, a new description for community as a verb. When we come together, we can change the world, but whether it's friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, or social media followers, bringing people together is complicated. So in each episode, Connor and I explore how we navigate relationships and all types of human connections to create the world we want to see. I love it. I think that speaks perfectly to what we're going to do. And it, right when, when you sent it to me, I was on the phone. I felt bad. I didn't respond to you. Uh, but, I, but I read it while I was talking to one of my clients and was like, that just feels good. It feels really good. Um, and it captures what the whole intention is of the show. So uh, awesome. Should we jump into the first segment? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a listener letter. Uh, I'll read the listener letter and then let's, then we can talk about it. We can uh, discuss our perspectives on what this listener needs some help with. So uh, this is the listener letter subject. My friend hates my podcast. So dear Connor and Mr. Will Travel, I launched my first podcast in November 2020 after seeing so much misinformation being shared on social media throughout the election. I have a master's degree in political science from an Ivy League school and the podcast gives me an opportunity to share my knowledge about how election systems work with others. After recording two episodes, I sent a link to the show to a friend from Twitter who I've known for a couple of years. We've met in person several times, and recently I attended a socially distanced housewarming at her beautiful new home. While there, I asked her what she thought of the podcast. She said that it was wonderful and that she really enjoyed the guests. I haven't had any guests on my podcast. No. Oops. I jokingly responded that I guess she hadn't actually clicked the link and listened. She didn't like that because she loudly replied that she has been a good friend and supporter for many years and that my podcast just wasn't something she was interested in. I was surprised and kind of embarrassed. I left the housewarming after that exchange. We haven't spoken since and I had mixed feelings about moving forward as friends. My question is, are we really friends? Wow. Wow. That, <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry that that's the way that it was re revealed, right? Just thinking about uh, the, I, I would have anxiety going to a housewarming party, right? But I, I understand that it's needed. And then having that conversation and the, the, those are one of the times where your brain, you realize how fast your brain works, right? Because you have a whole conversation in your head while you're thinking about the next sentence you're, you're going to uh, get out to them. And the question is, are you really friends? I, I think the for me, the hard part here is is was the lie, right? About I I did listen to it and I really liked the guest. And then later it was like, oh, I'm not really that interested. Uh that that is the tough part when it comes to friendships. And and that is where I cross the line of are you really friends? Ugh. 
that I'm, I'm leaning towards no, because they weren't honest with you that upfront that they haven't listened. It did come out however and so that could be a learning lesson in your friendship friendships take a long time to build trust these things are going to happen and and they kind of have to happen in order to build a stronger friendship uh to these moments have to happen to develop that level of trust right things like this happen mm -hmm. and that's when you go oh i'm starting to trust this person right a lot mm -hmm. of times early on in relationships you don't something needs to happen to establish the line of do I trust them or do I not trust them? And so I would say in talking myself through this is yes, you're still friends. You're definitely not best friends. They're not your go-to person. You're not going to, they're not going to be the first person that they come to when your boyfriend breaks up with you or you have a traumatic moment in your life, but they, you can still share things on Twitter with them and have conversations and build that dialogue. And so I would say, yes, I, they are, but maybe they're just not the closest of friends. And, and my mm -hmm. last thing is I've been creating content for years now and I have a lot of friends who don't follow me, don't engage with me, uh, don't listen to any of my podcasts that I produce, uh, right? Like I have an independent Find Me in Seattle podcast and I do Community as a Verb. And, and I know a majority of people don't listen to my independent podcast. Uh, and so, and I'm not mad at those people. They have their own lives and the things that they want to listen to. And, and we are friends on the outside. So I would say, yes, you are still friends, but they've kind of revealed at what level that you can trust them moving in the future. And who knows, mm -hmm. keep producing. I would encourage this person to keep working on the show. Two episodes is certainly not enough feedback uh, or time to invite people in, especially if you start in November. November and December are weird months. It's a weird time in general. So you just might not have been prioritized. I recommend do at least six episodes. Anytime people ask me about creating long form content, you have to make a commitment of, I'm going to do six episodes or some arbitrary number to really feel like, should I keep going or should I not keep going? And so two episodes is still the beginning. Uh, and so give it a chance, be patient. And who knows, they might come around. Maybe there'll be a future guest. Maybe there'll be a future co-host. Uh, you you'll, you'll build that connection deeper as you keep going. I like that. Okay. I think those, I think that's a good perspective. I have, okay. I, I've been thinking about this. So I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of split, right? Like, are, are you friends? Or are you not friends? So I think though, here, here, here's my take on this. Um, I, I hear what you're saying about, you know, the, the, the relationship, right? That a person, who reveals their their truth right so the truth in this situation was actually i didn't listen to your show i don't like your show um that's good that's a step in the right direction because if the lie had continued that could have also gone in uh, uh, too long and that probably would have damaged the relationship more on the on the flip side, um, I also think, well, why didn't the why didn't the friend just say that up front, right? Just say, hey, I'm sorry, I I I tried, just it wasn't for me, but I, you know, I think you did a great job. I think so. I think the friend thought by by lying that she was being a good friend, yes. and I think what the the listener felt was you're not being a good friend because you 
not only have you lied to me, but you've also said that you don't like something that I have put some real passion into. I mean, you know, you 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 know, putting together a podcast is a lot of work. They look easy, right? They look so easy because they're so easily accessible but it's a lot of work it's a lot of time and I think what I got from the from the listener from reading I said you know it seems to me that she really um she feels very strongly about what she's doing she's very passionate about this topic she wouldn't have done it if she wasn't and she feels that she's knowledgeable because she studied it uh, at, at a high level in school and she wants to help she wants to share her knowledge because she wants people to be informed and I think the way that the friend responded probably felt to the listener like rejection that that's that's what it it seems to me um not being there with them or in their their friendship and so and 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 rejection on a much deeper level because it's not just rejection of the, the podcast but also rejection of her because right this is her opinion this is her her educational background and she doesn't say what she does for a living but maybe it that her her career somehow is related to politics or elections or something like that and so you know her whole identity very well could be wrapped up in this one project so i think the question of whether you're friends or not is is an interesting one because we don't know what what point in life the listener was in when they actually met, right? And what made them bond in the first place on Twitter? We don't know that. But what we do know is where the listener is now. And so I think for me, the question about whether they are friends or not is more around, are you friends now? Where you are now, are you are you friends? And I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure because it sounds like the listener feels inspired and feels like having this podcast and connecting with the world in this way is really important and sharing that with with people who say that they support her that's also important and if you don't feel like you have that support you know where does that person fit in your life right so i think that was what i was thinking more about when it came to that question on the on the flip side from just from you know, uh, your perspective of having made multiple podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right that there's, you really can't place an expectation on on your friends to to listen to your podcast and be as passionate about it as you. And if they don't, that shouldn't be the end of the friendship, right? Um, So I think, I think the listener also has to, because this is a new space, it looks like for the listener, um, the listener also has to recognize that you won't always get that support that you think that you deserve or want or need from everyone around you. And that's okay too, because you can still have support from them in other ways. And you can also support them in other ways. And and I'm sure the listener doesn't support that friend in all aspects of her life. She may have seen in that moment, right? Like I'm at your housewarming party. So that's a form of support, but I'm sure there are other things that the friend is doing that she's not present for. Great point. Great point. Uh, When we talk about friendships, that's always an interesting way. Friendships are two-way roads, right? All relationships are two-way roads. And it's very easy for us uh, and for me, right, to think about those friendships and think that you're doing all the right things, but you never know what's on the other side. I think you made a great point with that. I really like this. This 
I please send us more email questions like this. I think this yeah. was a surprise to get this one and it's kind of led to this new direction. I really like it. Please. Uh, hello at community is a verb. You got any last words you want to say about this, this emailer? Uh, no, I don't think so. Other, other than, yeah, just what you said, like, uh, yeah, please keep sending them in. Uh, we, we can also take them in our DMS as well. Uh, yeah, sure. if you happen to follow either of us on Instagram, I'm at Mr. Well traveled and Connor, you're at find me in Seattle. Yeah. So, so speaking of find me in Seattle, my wife, who, who I think is the really, the, I always say she's the star of the show. Uh, whenever she makes an appearance, whether it's on the podcast or uh, on my stories or in the post, that content does so much better. It really comes down to like me, Amanda, she likes to say she really is find me in Seattle. She's done so many things on the background of taking photos and she has wanted to, she, she's been asking me to do an ask me anything for a couple months now, right? It's a very big trend and a great way to engage with your community online. And I've always resisted it because when I see it and there's like a thousand of those little ticks across Instagram, it drives me nuts. But I've learned my lesson. I think a lot of People out there really enjoy that level of communication. And I know when I've submitted questions to other people, it's really exciting when you get chosen and they answer the question. And from, from doing this, I realized, wow, they get a lot of questions and you can't answer all of them all the time. And uh, you should reply directly. So Amanda knew that yesterday my day was packed full of meetings and I wasn't using my phone. So she stole my phone from me uh, and went into our living room and she just posted on my story her own ask me anything so she just said hey guys like i stole connor's phone for a little while ask me anything you want to know about food recommendations or stories about connor or find me in seattle like let me know so i figured uh why not bring some of these questions up here on the show today and mr well traveler and i can kind of go back and forth on some of these questions that uh might appeal to both of us and so let's start with the first question, Mr. Well Traveled. This was from uh, Tiffany underscore. And she's the question directed at us, I'll change it a little bit, but uh, what is something that you guys have been doing for date night during COVID? But for us, let, let's just say, what, what are the fun activities you've been doing to uh, you know, get outside of work and being stuck inside? Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good question because I've been inside most of the time. So, um, you know, and, and it's changed over time. You know, at the very beginning of COVID, I really uh, enjoyed the fact that there was no traffic. So I could take a long drive and it would be a much shorter trip than it used to be. And that would be my time when I would get out and listen to podcasts and things like that. Because of course, with no commute anymore, um, I actually wasn't listening to a lot of podcast inside the house and so I was used to listening to podcasts while driving to and from work so that was kind of cool um, that I could do that and kind of see the scenery um, that was nice that kind of changed over time and so I would say uh, probably the fun stuff that I do is probably like what everyone else does right like you know watch Netflix and no, there's nothing too uh, super super unique I guess uh, other than maybe, you know, I, I started getting back into uh, writing a lot. Uh, that's one thing. And I think 
one thing I really like about creative writing, uh, which is what I studied in grad school is, you know, it allows you to escape. So wherever you are, it doesn't matter whether you're inside or outside or what's going on in the world. It allows you to just put yourself inside of creating a world. And that has been uh, really fun, actually. Yeah, well, I feel like your creative side has really bloomed lately. And just experimenting with different things. I mean, starting this podcast was something that yeah. we started kind of while we were stuck in quarantine. Uh, so, some of the other things that Amanda and I have been doing is uh, the the thing that I totally forgot about one day is uh, we we act like little kids and we built a, a fort out of all of our pillows and cushions from our couch. Like such a silly thing, but it brought so much joy to just like feel like a kid. And like kind of create, I think a lot of times as adults, we get away from our imagination and that just like made us feel that way again. And that was something really silly, but really fun. And if you have someone else to do it and, and you want to do something silly, that is a great idea. Uh, my next question, we'll talk about, about shows, but uh, uh, we've, we've picked up a bunch of indoor house plants. That's been a big uh, trend and change in aesthetic here in our apartment and uh, playing games. We picked up this game called uh, Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza, which is like this silly slap game and a uh, card game. And uh, Uno. Uno is a big game that we play just to pass the time and have fun. And we play just us two, which is normally not how you play. And we play infinite draw. So you draw cards. No, the game rules are you only draw one card if you can't play. And then the player switch. We play infinite draw. You draw until you can play. And so people get like stacked up with uh, dozens of cards. And it just makes a fun dynamic. We've had games that go back and forth. Uh, but you brought up Netflix. So that was to my next question. What are some of the shows that you have been binge watching? Are, are you even a binge watcher? Like how, how, how many episodes can you watch in a row? Um, when Tiger King came out, I watched the whole thing in one weekend because it, it, within a 20, probably within a 24 hour period, actually, because I started it on a Saturday and finished it on a Sunday. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's probably like seven or eight episodes is probably the max that I can do because that's a lot of time. Um, but it's also got to be like super, super interesting for me to stick with it. And if it's a longer season, then yeah, I can, I can spread it out over the course of a week or something like that. Um, yeah, that was one that I watched that I really, uh, <laughs> I was really into. Um, there was a uh, kind of this sci-fi type show on uh uh from france i think called into the night that i really liked oh, yeah. um, did you see that one where no, there's i haven't like watched it but i have seen um, i've seen the the preview for it yeah yeah there's this plane that has to like keep just keep flying because they have to they can't allow the sun to come up uh or you like burn up or something like that like it's just it was interesting and it was a series actually and then um a series that i'm sad has come to an end but it was a brazilian one also uh like this sci-fi futurist type very dystopian future but had a very like happy ending in the end um it was called three percent which i i recommend that to anyone it only has three seasons so you can watch them but it's it's very much about inequality and what it looks like in an extreme future but you could you can like take the lessons out of the show and apply them to today and the thinking and it's anyone i've, I've shared this with they they love it they, they said they really have enjoyed it and so yeah that those are my like three that i that come to mind 
I'll, I'll I'll check those out for sure. In, into the night, I know I've seen that trailer before about having to keep the plane going. I'll check that one out too. Uh, I we have a a dilemma in our household. Amanda loves watching TV shows, and I prefer movies over TV shows. I just like the the condensed version of like telling a full story and and the challenge of revealing as much as you can in a two hour give or take window. And shows are so much better at that now. The the way all these shows are, I feel like movies are almost going to die, but it is a unique art form that that I guess should stay. But in shows, you're able to develop characters so much more. You can go into an hour of developing. And so uh, first movie, I just watched the movie Tenet, which is like a big, uh, I mean, it was supposed to be the movie of the year. And if you haven't watched it, I, despite all the skeptics, I really liked it. I read this thing. It's like what you should know about. Have you watched it, Mr. Well Traveled? It sounds familiar. What is that about? Um, it's uh, not time travel, but I, I don't really want to spoil it. Uh, but oh, oh, oh! I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it. I, I read this thing before going into the movie. If any of you are planning to watch it, and it said um, you you should watch the movie three times. And the first time you watch it, because it's very confusing, it kind of like is mocking how dumb we are. It's very intellectual in the time travelist space. Mm -hmm. And so you have to, they have a quote in the very beginning and it's like, stop asking how and just believe. And you have to take that mindset going into the movie uh, because the whole picture doesn't reveal itself until the end of the movie. And so you just have to stop being like, wait, how did that happen? Where are we going? Like, just let it happen follow along with the story and you get to the end and you go, Oh, all right. I want to watch it again because I want to see how the beginning connects with the end. And you have to have, you have to like let go of that mindset. And I, that helped me a lot to enjoy the movie. Um, so that's my tip on the other side. Our guilty pleasure is love Island. Um, love Island is a silly show uh, that they put people in this remote location and they did it live this year. They actually did a Love Island in quarantine in Las Vegas. And so over the fall, it was crazy to see these people come into a quarantine bubble at a hotel in Las Vegas and hear the they'd give each other hugs when they arrive. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's so good to hug somebody because I haven't been doing that for six months. And uh, so that's been our guilty pleasure. And we're binge watching season four of the UK right now. And they're like, 52 episodes long they're 45 minute episodes and we just watch them over and over and over again and uh so that's been my big guilty pleasure right now is is love island all right let's let's jump into another question uh maybe we got time for one or two more uh one was do you are there any meals that you don't take pictures of and I want to kind of flip this question a little bit to you, Mr. Will Travel, because I know when you were here in Seattle, uh, you were filming a lot of video, right? Like, and and I love your Instagram because you do these fun, uh, like almost like music video cuts, right? To like show off your life, especially when you go on your trips or we're going on your trips. Uh, I love the perspective. You take this like uh, your movie director mind and apply it to your Instagram stories. And so have you been filming as much while you've been in quarantine or, or, you know, what's, what's happened with you there with capturing video? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, no, I have not actually. And I, I, I appreciate uh, the, that you like the videos that I've done in, in the past. Um, I think it is 
you know, it, it's a lot of work actually to make videos like that, even as short as they are. And I like to think that I was like doing TikTok videos before TikTok existed <laughs> because it was like, like the same style, the editing and the music and all that. I was doing all that years ago. And I'm like, nobody thought that was that big of a deal. And who, if only I had thought of an app <laughs> to create, <laughs> man, I guess I would have a billion dollars, but, um, but no, in, in, in quarantine, I would say, um, I think I've seen really cool videos that people have done. I just haven't really thought about doing them. Um, and I think it's because there are so many other things that I'm working on that the videos don't tend to be um, as as high of a priority because they take up so much time. There was a point in which maybe kind of in the middle of the summer where I was doing a little bit more um, because I started doing to get out of the house a little bit I started doing staycations and so that was a little bit fun and so I'd kind of document those a little bit but yeah outside of that. Um, I think what I've I've sort of focused on is the different projects I'm working on to kind of show people behind the scenes. Back when you know uh, we were trying to develop Next Stop and launch that, I showed some video. Uh, I made some videos with that, but yeah, I think it's it's not for lack of inspiration. It's just more of time. I feel like there's oddly enough, I am busier now than I was pre-quarantine. If that makes any sense, yeah. Yeah, I. I'm in the same boat. I'm more, way more busy than I used to be. And, and my editing has dropped quite a bit uh, when it comes to my stories. I actually um, haven't necessarily announced this, but for like three years on my Instagram, every single day on story, I would do song of the day and I would do a time-lapse and I capture these time-lapses. I mean, I have a thousand time-lapses on my phone yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I've stopped doing that. Um, I'm, uh, it was more or less forced Instagram, on business accounts, I no longer have access to the music on my business account. And if I don't have the music, it kind of like takes away from the time-lapse and what I was doing. It takes away a lot of uh, what was fun for that for me. And so uh, that is one of the things that changes. I'm getting rid of that and we'll see kind of if that changes my engagement or maybe it makes people more interested. I think I've been doing that for so long. It's been the same thing for so long that I just kind of need to find some new inspiration of how to tell stories and, and switch it up of what I'm doing. The, the other thing was I, I post every day. I, I try to highlight one or five businesses a week on my Instagram. And so that's five meals and or shopping or whatever it is. But in a seven day week, there's 21 meals and, mm -hmm. and many experiences, I guess that I could document. And so I, I find it interesting the way that I create and tell story, it, it's very curated and it's just a small window of looking into my life. But a majority of the things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis don't get shared. And a majority of the food I eat doesn't get shared. And, and a lot of times when I go and I'm featuring this business, I take dozens of photos and three or four of the photos videos get shared at all. And so there's a lot of content that never makes it out there, uh, which maybe I should figure out a better way to diversify that or mix it up. I guess I could post different photos on different platforms, but that's a, a little too confusing. But yes, there are plenty of times that uh, places don't get posted about. And I have repeat meals. Like I have this taco shop near my house called Milena's and we eat there quite a bit within the spectrum of a month, a couple times a month maybe. And 
I've featured them before. And so I try not to post them about them more than once a month. But yeah, there are plenty of times when I go to these repeat my like my regular spots and then they, they don't get highlighted every single time that I visit. And so they're still, you know, I've had so many tacos from there that didn't get photos taken of. Uh, so so one last question, because we just reached the 30 minute mark here. And so uh, where'd it go? It goes, how did you come to start find me in Seattle and make it successful. So I'll start with you, Mr. Will Travel. Like how did you start to grow a following on your Instagram account? Yeah, so that's a really great question. I, I like that one. Um, when I was in Chile, I was teaching English with the United Nations Development Program. And I was in a small city, about 100,000 people. Um, I felt like I needed to connect with other travelers. I was kind of in this place where I was alone and not really, I didn't really know anyone else there who had a similar experience. And so um, I wanted to connect with other travelers and I thought, why don't I give this, this platform that I keep hearing about Instagram a shot. So I created an account and it was great. I, I mean, almost instantly, I found other travelers, uh, particularly other black travelers, and I just started following them and they followed me. And back then, this was pre-Facebook integration. I think Facebook already owned Instagram, but had not integrated with the, uh, the main Facebook platform. And uh, it was super easy to follow someone and follow them back and just build that connection. And I would get sometimes like hundreds of followers in a day. I mean, it was just a different space. There were no influencers at that point. There were no people there trying to sell you stuff that you don't need. And there was no sort of like game around like building followers. Like that wasn't the goal. It was really genuine. Like, I like your photos. I'm inspired, like really building those connections. And then all of that changed. And over time, I think that the focus became more on, you know, sh sort of extreme, uh, I don't know how to put this, maybe sort of to show sort of more extreme things happening within the content. So it wasn't just that you took a trip, you took a nice photo. It was that you took a trip, you took a nice photo, and then you were laying on the edge of a waterfall, like looking like you almost are about to fall off and die. And so because you didn't die and you got a great shot, like you get a million likes for that. And so that became what Instagram was. And I, I, um, I don't, I, I feel like I, I was, I'm glad that I came along like much earlier where, uh, you know, there were people that were just generally interested in the experience I was having as a traveler in, you know, as a te traveler teaching English, as a traveler in South America. And then I went to Europe after that uh, for a little while. And so I was sharing, you know, what I was doing in Paris and what I was doing in Barcelona. Um, and then after I returned to the US and then became focused on work. I was traveling less, but the the trips I would take after that were really more exciting. And, um, you know, people continue to follow because of that. And yeah, so that's, that's really, it, that was really it. Like it was really just building community around being a world traveler and people either being inspired by that or wanting to just connect with people who were doing the same things. And it was, it, it it's been great because Part of it is, you know, allowed me to meet people in real life like you, for example. And uh, everywhere I go, there's someone now that I, where I can, I know someone who has been connected to me through the, the social media platform. And um, I'm really, I'm really glad that I, I took that step. Yeah, I, 
you you do you do that so well with building community because that's how we became friends, right? And and yeah. we took the chance to not only talk to each other online, but then be like, hey, we're going to this donut pop up. Come meet us there. And and the fact that you did come meet us there is just like you took that extra step to go do that. And that uh, uh, f- from that point on, right? I've always admired your courage really to do that because not a lot of people always take that risk to like bridge the gap between online friends and in-person friends for find me in seattle i was lucky now i say it's lucky it was a a crazy job to have but i was selling advertising door to door around seattle and making these like printed guides to the neighborhoods and then i just started to post on instagram and stories to document what i was doing every day really for my specifically my family members and my girlfriend at the time, Amanda. And just to be like, this is what I do. Like I walk around, I go door to door. I walk into, you know, Fremont one day and I just walk into all the businesses and ask to talk to the manager, talk to the owner, or I talk to the bartender, whoever it is that was working there and get to know the story of their business. And eventually the goal was to sell them advertising. Then I learned that, wow, I'm getting more leads and potential sales from this engagement I'm having on Instagram by DMing the business than I'm having success going into the businesses. So then I started like using them as a tag team approach. I would walk into the business. I say, Hey, I'm Connor. I drop off my cards. I can get this to the manager or the owner. And then I would tag them on Instagram and start the conversation on Instagram. And then it just became a way instead of emailing them, I was just having Instagram DMs and that helped uh, not only build a following because people started discovering there's not a lot of people who do that kind of job. Um, And so people were discovering, Hey, this guy like walks around every day. And uh, I am going to be doing that a little bit more here uh, the next couple months, which is a little concerning for me uh, regarding the pandemic. Uh, But it's just been a slow build and constantly engaging with everyone. Like there is not a message that's sent to me that I don't address. Um, I respond to every single DM that comes my way. And I've had hundreds, if not thousands of meetups now with people that I've met through Instagram. And so it's been a very slow process um, and it's a one-on-one battle, but bridging those gaps and meeting those people in person has, has helped kind of um, just build better connections. So people are continually curious about my journey and where it's going from there. And uh, meeting in person has been very, very helpful. All right, that is it for the the Ask Me Anything segment, but I think this is something that we're going to continue doing because we get a lot of fun questions and uh, it's fun to hear from all of you. Please shoot us any direct messages or an email, hello at community is a verb if you want to get your question on the show. Uh, so in the spirit of timeliness, Mr. Well Travel, we are going to conclude the show. Do you have any parting words or shout outs or uh, any way that you want to conclude the first episode of season two? You know, I just want to say this was really fun. I really, I really enjoy this, uh, you know, opportunity to really, you know, talk with you and, you know, share our perspectives as well as, you know, connect with others. Because I, I realize that's, it's really hard, right, to, to be passionate about whatever you're passionate about and wanting to bring people along with you and, and make those connections. And, you know, being a human is messy. <laughs> it's complicated. So it's nice that we have, you know, this now time and space to just talk about those things. And uh, I learned some things about you that I didn't know through this Ask Me Anything process. So I really enjoyed that. And I definitely think we should keep doing that because, um, 
you know, I think that was fun. And your followers, uh, they ask good questions. And I want, I want to keep learning. Uh, that I think that would be a great, uh, great thing for me. And I also want to watch the movie that you mentioned. I think I'll watch that today. Be my, yeah, yeah, I think I'll watch that. So yeah, I'm getting a lot of value out of this. I hope others do too. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you're like, if you're listening on Google or Apple, Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. If you found this randomly, please subscribe to our channel. We'd love to hear from you. You can follow him at Mr. Well Traveled on Instagram. You can find me at Find Me in Seattle on Instagram. Uh, also, shout out to those people watching us here on YouTube. Hit that uh, subscribe button somewhere down here in that area. And uh, we'll see you in another two weeks for season two, episode two.